Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by Jared Leto to talk all about his Apple TV Plus show, We Crashed. And, you know, this is, you know, you've said that this is one of the first times that you've told a story and portrayed a character from a story that's so recent. And one of the things because of that is there's so much material of Adam. There's archival material from him speaking in the media. You can go on YouTube and watch, you know, plethora of videos. There's obviously the Wondery podcast that the series is based on. And I was interested in how you really approached looking at a lot of the different different footage of him and finding the elements that were most useful for you to study to really capture a lot of his mannerism, mannerisms and persona for the show? Well, it's a, a very big, good question. And um, I, I feel like you, you, um, you kind of answered it in a, in a weird way because it, 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 there was so much material um, and that was great. I mean, I was buried in material. I had so many interviews, so much video, so much audio. Unlike other things I'd done where, you know, sometimes you just have a photograph or you have a few images or maybe some words. Um, yeah, this time I, I, I just had I, had, I had as much as I wanted and it was a beautiful thing. Uh, I remember I got a hold of about 12 hours of him talking, uh, looking right into the camera and, and speaking, uh, preparing and practicing. And that, that was just, uh, that was essential. That was a re really good, good ammunition. Did that piece of footage in particular that you were just mentioning really help in terms of the fact that the show isn't just looking at who was he as a public persona, but very much who was he behind closed doors, which is the space that you have to kind of enter into interpretation a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look for the broken bits, right? You look for the moment where he's off camera, but his mic is still on. And, you know, how does he interact with his friends or his family or, you know, what are some of his habits? And you know, when, when, when you're playing a character, especially based on a real person, um, you know, you, you want those moments, those idiosyncrasies, and you want that, that, you know, behavior is basically a series of repetitive actions. And, you know, uh, and, and you want to dive in deep and understand that as much as possible and, you know, learn about the circumstances. And, you know, I love the fact that this was such a recent and relevant story um that made it exciting that we were you know on set filming things that happened in 2019 or 20 and uh i had never done anything like that before and you also ended up meeting with Adam and I was actually interested because you you decided to keep that meeting really private between just the two of you at the time. Um, what, what, what were the main elements that came out of that conversation and that meeting with him? And what was the reason that it felt important to you not to actually tell people at the time that you'd had a conversation with him and met with him? Um, You know, it was, it was, uh, well, I, I kept the meeting private because he wasn't involved with our project and, and no one, let me think, I'm trying, let me try to tell you exactly why I, I kept it private. Um, first of all, out of respect to him and his family, you know, as a human being, he has, he has children, he has a, a wife and, you know, it, 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 uh, I'm sure he's, this is a, a, a difficult experience in some way. Um, not having, not, you know, having a show made about some of your greatest successes, but also 
some of your greatest failures. Um, so I, I wanted to be respectful to that. And also the, the, the creators and, and the people involved with the show were not talking to Adam. So, you know, to avoid any kind of um, disharmony, I thought it would be good to keep it as, you know, um, quiet as possible. And, and really it was, a, it was, um, I thought I would regret it if I didn't meet him. So, you know, I, I, I thought there was more to gain than to lose for me personally. Uh, and I'm glad that I did. I, I you know, I, I found him to be a really kind and um, intelligent, caring person. He had this, you know, beautiful family running around. And uh, I met him and his wife and I'm glad that I did. I had a series of questions, things that I, I was curious about and, you know, got some good information and, and, and uh, it certainly was better off having met him than, than not. Uh, and I also told him that, you know, this is never going to be him, the, not even close. It's an impression and that, that, that the show is, it's not a documentary and even a documentary is subjective. And, you know, as soon as somebody makes an edit, um, you have an opinion. So, um, uh, but yeah, I'm glad that I did. Glad that yeah. I did. I'm so glad that that was it. Yeah, my brain working uh, this morning because I'm, I'm for some reason I, I've been rock climbing in uh, Yosemite and um, I, my brains I left on the wall. Somewhere. <laughs> I feel too, like too relaxed, uh, too relaxed and focused on on nature. Well, yeah, not always relaxed, but you know, certainly focused. Yeah, <laughs> I've been hanging off a wall uh, uh, up there uh, for a while. I love that. You know, and, and also one of one of the other facets, obviously, that was part of preparation process for you was the dialect and the Israeli accent. And it's not just about mastering the Israeli accent. It's about how does Adam specifically speak? What are the intonations of his delivery? Um, and when you were working with a team of, of, I think it was like five Israeli people that were working with you on that dialect, was it a case of, of working with some of the scripts from the show for you? Or is your process more about just kind of getting a handle on it so that you could jump into any scene, any situation? and improv any moment in that dialect and accent both absolutely both i mean you want to be prepared you can't be in a place where as soon as the dialogue runs out that you're lost you know you have to you have to be fluid and uh available to make mistakes to improvise to grab a hold of a, a beautiful broken moment and run with it and uh so we did a lot of both um and that that was one of the, the the pleasures of the experience was was diving into that uh, dialect and and working with that team it was absolutely amazing and it's it's really remarkable to look at what Adam was able to build as a business, stepping back and looking at the fact that he moved over to the States and, and truly did build this business from the ground up from absolutely nothing. And that takes so much determination and willpower and vision. And so what were the facets that you really wanted to capture in terms of, of that journey and that determination that he had to have in order to build the business in the first place? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a story of an immigrant who came to this country and, and built a company from nothing into a $47 billion empire. And, uh, you know, it was important to capture his, his, his ambition, his drive, his work ethic, his absolutely, you know, incredible commitment and belief in the dream. 
that he had, um, his ability to inspire other people and uh, his ability to fail as well, which is really the hallmark of, of anyone who reaches uh, high and far. Um, so yeah, all of those things were, were, were really important. And, you know, I could relate with quite a bit of it. I mean, being, being a musician and, and an actor and, you know, uh, uh, you know, there, the, there's some common ground there for sure. With some of that common ground, really useful in particular, when you're performing a lot of the scenes where he's standing, you know, he's standing on stage at a wee crashed retreat, sorry, a wee work retreat, you know, and really kind of rallying the crowd together. And we get to see that, that connection and that energy that he's able to bring. Was that a particular space where, you know, you were really able to draw on your own experience as a musician for moments like that? Absolutely. I don't think I could have done, I, I couldn't have done what I did in the film. I don't think I could have played Adam without having stood on stages all over the world. I mean, there was something, there's something about standing on that stage in that moment and being able to communicate, being a communicator and having done that so many times with 30 seconds to Mars, it certainly gave me uh, a lot of insight into communication, uh, especially with groups of people like that. So yeah, that was, um, really important. And, you know, then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have a lot of moments that are what might have the conversations looked like behind closed doors in business and in his relationship. What, how did you kind of come up with the idea of who you thought he was going to be in those moments for you as a character in the show? You know, you do as much research as you can, and then you let your imagination go wild. You, you base your choices off of, uh, all the above and the script and the dialogue and uh, you know, you, you do the best you can. That that's, that's basically it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're working alongside Anne Hathaway and the two of you are both performers who are incredibly meticulous when it comes to preparation. What's the difference that that makes when you're working with a scene partner so closely throughout a show like this over the course of several months, where you know every single time that you show up having done your homework the night before that the other person's also bringing the same thing to the table? I mean, you do a great job answering the question in the question. Uh, because you, you speak, you you you, you speak really well. And I, I, I feel like you, 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 you're doing a better job than I am, <laughs> but I would just say yes, because it's true what you said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she, Annie was the perfect partner for this. She's like, you know, you, you know, when you show up on, on set with her, you're going to create something magical, even if you're, if you're even if you if you fail because um, she's she's a better you know she she's a she's good enough for both of us put it that way yeah yeah what what's a lot of the shorthand that the two of you wanted to find together in terms of their relationship dynamic you know the nonverbal ways in which they're able to speak to each other when they've been married for a while and they're already raising a family or even just you know all the little nicknames that you kind of come up for her with for her throughout the show as well Oh, I had a lot more too, but I, I didn't want to drive anybody crazy. I, I, you know, I don't know what's in the, in the project, but we, we had a whole, you know, Baba Ganoush was a favorite. Uh, Pupu was another one. I don't know if that ended up there, but that uh, should have. Um, but, you know, those little things that kind of, that, that those little truths, you know, the nuances I think are important, especially with a couple that have been together so long. 
um, you know, they, they can, they can share. Um, I think it's important for people to see that on screen. You know, it, it adds a sense of truth and intimacy uh, and familiarity. And we also get to see how supportive they are of one another throughout their careers and, and within this relationship as well. What were the main things that you wanted Adam to be able to give Rebecca as a character in terms of, of support? And what do you think that he really got from her along the way? I think that, you know, he, he got from her uh, loyalty, um, companionship, love, family, um, inspiration. Um, and, and someone who really had faith in him. And those are, those are crucial things. Uh, but you'll have to ask her what she got from me. And, and in terms of, of conversations that you had with, with Lou and Drew, Lee and Drew, the show creators beforehand, you know, what did a lot of those conversations look like in terms of how you all wanted to collaboratively tell the story and what was the most important to capture about Adam throughout the series? Well, I think it was important. The most important thing for me is that I wasn't part of uh, just a, uh, you know, a takedown, a piece that was about villains that was one dimensional. Um, I just I really don't have that much interest in that. And, you know, I wanted to dive deep and, and look at, you know, what made these people tick. And uh, that, that's the, 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 the genius of Lee and Drew is they, they supported that and, and they also were passionate about that. They were really focused on the relationship. That was a really big one for them. I think being, you know, two guys, both in, 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 in relationships like that, that, that probably struck a, a nerve, you know, I mean, committed relationships with, with a loving partner. Um, and uh Yeah. I was also interested in how you found the physicality of him as a character, because it feels like he's someone who's kind of always in motion, kind of always looking for the next thing. And even just the physical element of him walking around in the office without shoes and socks on also says so much about him. Yeah. I mean, the, it always does, doesn't it? The, 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 our physical representation really can say so much about who we are and even our moods and, and uh, you know, he, he was a very physical person, you know, even the way that he spoke with a lot of force and, uh, and passion. And I mean, every day I, I was just exhausted, you know, from, from, of course, when he gives a speech, he does it one time, but when we're, I'm giving a speech on set, you do it a hundred times for different angles and coverage and everything. Um, but it was, it was, I, I enjoy that work. I, I like, um, I like the, the, the physical side of things as well. I think it's really important to, to hone in on that. Right. And you're also bringing up there, you know, there's so many really long monologues and speeches that you have to deliver throughout this. Um, you know, did you find that it was a much more verbose character than a lot of the ones that you've played before? And, and you know, how does that change your approach if you're working with that much dialogue on a, on a scene? It doesn't change the approach at all, but it it is a it's a different kind of challenge when you have that much dialogue. But in in this case, you know, dialogue for him was ammunition. It was uh, a source of inspiration, a way to connect and to sell his vision to the world. Um, and you know, he was really good with words. He was um, uh, a great speaker and. Uh, I, I like the challenge of having that much dialogue. For me, it was 
I, 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 I asked for it and I, I, I pushed for it. You know, I said at the very beginning before the scripts were even written that, you know, that this was part of his, you know, as Adam may have said in our show, it, it one of his superpowers, you know, so that with, and, and pushed Lee and Drew to really lean into that verbosity and, um, and, you know, they were so great with the dialogue. It was always a pleasure to read the scripts and surprising and exciting. And I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And, and with that adeptness at communication and the fact you were just saying that he's a great speaker, was it also important to you that he be a great listener as well, that that's part of the, the communication for him? Yeah. I mean, I think that he was smart enough to know when to listen, but also um, you know, we all, uh, we, we could all, all probably listen a bit more, you know, and I, I think that's, uh, it, it, that's, that, that there, therein lies the conundrum, you know? I also, you know, when you, when you're on set and you're working on a lot of scenes, I love the fact that you've talked frequently about, you know, not just spending time playing around with a scene or improving a moment with whoever your scene partner is, but it also being just as important to work with, you know, actors who are coming in as day players and, and what their character may be. And on this particular shoot was interested in, you know, what were some of the moments that you remember in terms of really working with the day players and actors that were coming in just from moments and scenes and how that really helped you. Well, we shot in New York City, and and I have to say, it's just uh, an embarrassment of riches here. It's there's so much talent in this city, and we we would have actors come in, you know, for half a day and for a single scene, for a couple of lines, and just be mind blowing um, their abilities, their talent, and and it's a hard thing to do to come into a project. Uh, um, you know, it's, I, I've done a lot of that in my career and, you know, hats off to all these incredible actors here. Um, but I, I always take great joy in, you know, trying to engage uh, people that, that are coming to the set for a short amount of time, you know, to, to pull them into a scene in a richer, deeper way and to, to see if we can, surprise and delight one another. And um, I think the scenes are always richer for it. And we did a lot of that. There was a lot of improvisation with, with, with day players. And it's such a joy to be, uh, you know, to have that opportunity and, and to give that opportunity too. It's a beautiful thing. Um, uh, and, and, and there was, there was a lot of that on, on the set here. You know, a really creative, this, this set and the, and, the, and the filming was really a rich creative experience. It really was a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, I think everybody enjoyed the freedom that was, that we felt on the set to experiment, to create, to fail. Um, and we all took advantage of it um, in, in, in the best of ways. That's amazing. I also, you know, I think it's so interesting that that part of the process for you in terms of staying in character between scenes is really about 
the spaces that that allows you to explore in character and also just to kind of show up for a scene even more prepared because you've already played around with it. Is it something where between scenes you tend to be sitting with the script a lot or is it really just about the fluidity of the moment of kind of sitting with the character and, and just kind of responding as them to situations around you? Well, I, I usually, hopefully, have always done my work and, and am prepared so I'm not sitting with the script as much uh, on set because, like, when I'm on set, I'm focused on the scene that we're doing or the scene that's coming up. Um, and I just, you know, use as much time as I can to practice. I love to practice and I enjoy the, 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 the research and the preparation uh, a lot. And... Um, it's funny, I was talking to an Olympian I knew and he said to me that he won a bunch of gold medals and he's, he said, you know, I'm not really any better than any of the other people that are, that are out there competing. I just happen to be really good at practicing. And uh, I thought that, that was an interesting way to look at it, but I do enjoy the preparation, you know, um, I enjoy the, the, the diving into the material. I, I like to be prepared. I hate to not be prepared. You know, it, it happens when something you get new pages and all of a sudden, you know, things change or someone has an idea and they want to, you know, throw out the scene and start again. Ridley would do that often, but that's exciting. And when you're prepared enough, you can do those things, but, um, I really love to, 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 to do, I feel like it's my job to show up on set as prepared as possible and collaborative as possible, as kind as possible, as um, open and available and, and ready to kind of serve the scene and serve the other actors and serve the director and, and the writers. I mean, that's really, the, at that point, it's a little about me and it's what, what can I contribute to, to the scenes. Yeah. And also, you know, going back to what you were saying just before about this being a real space where there was an opportunity to fail, you know, to try different things and the difference that that makes. I, you know, I, I really love that you very extensively talk about that frequently, that it's just as important to try something, even if you know it might fail, because at least you tried it. Is that something that, you know, from the beginning of your career as an actor, you've kind of always had that relationship with the potential of failure in a particular moment? Or is that something that you really learned along the way? that you really have to take those risks and push yourself harder in order to kind of find the gold? Well, I mean, I think when you're a young actor, you're, you're busy waiting for permission um, to take some of those chances. You know, you're, sometimes you'll have people that empower you or give you, you know, feel like you're safe to make those mistakes or to take those chances and to fail. Um, uh, because you, you can't get there without failure. I mean, you have to fail often and that's, that's part of the process. Um, so I, I, now I just don't ask, I don't wait for approval. Um, and I don't think anyone should, you know, if, 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 uh, you know, that, that's what makes it rich when, when actors and directors and writers are, are willing to, take great risk. And, uh, and when you do that collectively, you come up with something really quite, you know, exciting. 
absolutely. And, you know, in that same regard as well, in the journey of making this show, what, what were the aspects of playing Adam and making this show that you feel really challenged you the most or, or kind of stretched you the most as an actor? I think probably just the, 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 the abundance of material. I'd never done anything for this amount of time with this much dialogue ever in my career. So for me, it was a first and it, you know, they, this character spoke a lot. He was really verbose and I had a lot of speeches. And so that, that was probably the biggest challenge for me. And I, I enjoyed it though. Every single second, there wasn't a day that I had on set that I wished I was somewhere else. I really, I really enjoyed it. It was quite a special one. I have to, say that it's um it doesn't happen like this that often and and i really it was a beautiful experience that's really really wonderful to hear and it's it's such a great series so congratulations on everything with it and thank you so much jared really appreciate your time today thanks for making me feel so dumb because my my brain is is so dead and and you talk so clearly and fast and uh i need i'm not practiced right now i'm, I'm like a caveman or something i don't know what happened to me. not at all <laughs> i left my brain in yosemite <laughs> it's okay, a great thank, place to leave it thank you for helping me wake up uh, <laughs> i appreciate course. it